Well, we're live. Um, just want to go into the chat before we get up. So did you watch both shows in full, or did you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them both. Alrighty then. We may as well go on the way. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 6 of the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rian, as always, and Kieran, as um, well, not as always, but he is still in America. He might be going to Raw tonight, but joining me for this episode is my standing co-host from two weeks ago, Dean. And uh, so th- thanks for coming on, Dean. Again. Uh, it's good to be back. Go. <laughs> back by popular demand. No stories this time. Um, no, but, no. Just... And later, no. But later on in this episode, we have an interview with the besties in the world. They are coming straight from a St. Louis News interview, and they're going to come live live with me later and talk about oh god knows because Davey Vega one of the members of besties in the world is now as known for uh, getting banned off Twitter because he told uh, he threatened to kill MJF so um should be interesting and uh, speaking of MJF the only bit of news that I'm going to go with today because we need to make we don't really want to be hanging around is that there's a report that at five to fall in last night which me and Kieran will review next week when Kieran's back uh, MJF was apparently injured uh, last night in the six-man tag uh, between him, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen, Jimmy Hubbing, and Joey Janela. Uh, he was scheduled to be at an event tonight, but he was pulled to prevent any further injury. Apparently, he injured his elbow, so hopefully that's nothing too serious because MJF is going to be the figure front of the heel division in AEW. Uh, so uh, what, have you, what have you thought about MJF from like watching? Yeah, like, I... A lot of people will be watching for the first time. Yeah, I do. I think universally, I think uh, he's uh, he's really good. I think that's the general consensus, and um, yeah, I definitely think he's going to be a major player in terms of uh, AEW, and um, yeah, definitely can be someone that's going to be at the top of the card in that company uh, for uh, for years to come. Really, you would you would think, um, but yeah, obviously we hope we hope he's we hope he's uh, he's all right, and that it's uh, nothing major because he is uh, such an important piece of the puzzle. Uh, coming out of the gate uh, with that company. Yeah, because um, did you see um, Jericho beat up Hangman Page last night? I'm not going to go through it much, but he, he got he better Hangman Page last night, and there was chance in the crowd of thank you, Jericho. So maybe uh, there's kind of a Roman Reigns treatment towards Hangman Page in the moment because he was like kind of the chosen one at AEW. So hopefully that that blows over as well. That was another notable thing I found from last night that maybe they're turning against Hangman Page because he was just handed maybe a title match. Yeah, I suppose he's kind of sandwiched in between. Uh, a lot of people that would probably be seen as bigger stars than him. So, yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of maybe a bit of a difficult spot, but I'm sure he's good enough to uh, kind of get them back on his side if uh, that is the case. Um, <clears throat> with the crowd kind of turned on him a little bit there, uh, as as it seemed. Yeah, I think I think he'll uh, win the title personally. But um, let's get on to oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, the week that was uh, WWE. We had Raw and SmackDown. So, what did you think of? Both shows. Do you which? What? Which one did you prefer, and what one do you think was better? 
Yeah, I like SmackDown as always. I think that's just it's such an easier watch and just that uh, it, it does sports, I mean, it's not super different. It's not super different, but like you can definitely tell that there is a different change of pace. You don't have as much uh, I'll say two out of three falls matches are just kind of weird ways of getting out of matches. It's it's a lot more streamlined and uh, it was the same again this week. I think that this uh, I think Raw took a little bit of a turn for the worse. We'll get into it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't as good as, as it has been in previous weeks, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry about that. I think there is an undisputed moment of the week, but we'll get on to that when it's on SmackDown. Um, because the first opening of Raw was a match, which is, to be fair, the one thing I positive, a few positives I saw from Raw, one of them was that I opened with a match. It didn't open with a 30-minute chain man promo. And it was, albeit it wasn't the best thing in the world, it was um, a, mixed, a mixed elimination tag match, and that kind of confused everyone after a while because it was Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, the man, the man, against Selena Vega and Andrade Cien Almas, or just Andrade. Now, why have a mixed elimination match, Dean, if they have told the audience that women and men will not wrestle each other? Because it just it just doesn't make, it didn't make sense to me, to be honest. Yeah, this uh, this was, uh, it really fell victim to the, the whole kind of uh, having to take commercials but not have wrestling on during them. So this was just an elimination match just for the pure sake of the fact they had to go to commercial and as a result it, it really didn't make any sense whatsoever but yeah i think that it's just like i mean what would have happened it's been talked about already uh, a lot on social media but like what honestly would have happened if um if this match actually had because it was put into it could have been put into a situation where a female would have had to come up against a man and so i mean obviously it never went it got to that but yeah, it didn't make sense, but it was a good, it was a good match, obviously. But like, I mean, it, that kind of shrouded it a little bit. Yeah, but sure, we had a match of the year contender on Sunday, uh, Impact Slammiversary. I'm sure you've seen that, seen or heard of it, where Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard had a, the main event of Impact Slammiversary, and they had them um, one of the best matches this year so far. I mean, like, it's not like it's yeah. Uncommon. I mean, they have, yeah. I mean, they don't do it in, in WWE, but like. The, the, it's obviously the specific rule, but I think it begs a, a, a little bit of a, a bigger question as to what is going to happen uh, come Sunday, because you obviously have a situation there where it's uh, th there's no rules in that match, um, and you could yeah, have a situation where surely there is going to be male on female action in that case, isn't there? So, yeah, in a non <laughs> in a wrestling sense. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Well, it depends what happens after. I mean, the victory celebration, you know. But that <laughs> that won't be for the cameras anyway. That's uh, a <laughs> the, the Patreon Patreon subscribers. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, Vega was eliminated pretty quickly by uh, Disarmor. Tapped out pretty quick. Um, and then um, she just continued to get involved. And Becky Lynch, kind of her and Becky Lynch were kind of scuffling on the outside. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Lynch got showed. Uh, Lynch, there was some man and woman wrestling because Alidlo uh, and Andrade took out Lynch into the barricade, and uh, Rollins got distracted. But Rollins, being the champion, fought through and the stomp and the win. And then they were uh, laid out afterwards, which kind of it kind of it kind of telegraphs that they're going to win because the people who are always standing on top and the go home show always lose, and that's not the case. Yeah, I mean that's that's been quite traditional over the years, but I mean there's no way they're not winning. So I mean, yeah. I hope I hope this doesn't go on 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 last. I really hope it doesn't because it's 
I don't think it's it's a main event worthy match, but you know you can understand if if, if it does. But I'd rather the, the Kofi match be the be the main event. Either that, or there's three match of night contenders: Ricochet is Ricochet against AJ Styles. We have Cesaro against Alistair Black, which is just going to be <laughs> amazing if it's given time. And then we have Joe and Kofi, which we'll get on to the build for those. But anyway, um, Corbin and Evans were laid out, but there was some weird stuff where Evans looked like she waited for ages to punch Becky in the face. It looked really didn't look natural whatsoever. She still needs to work on a bit of her 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 uh, her character and her uh, in ring work as well. Well, I mean, she she makes makes the contact with the punch, and I guess oh, for, geez, for that reason, yeah. maybe look. But the, the, the I don't know the, the timing was just off, I guess. But I like yeah. the finisher though, I do. Mm. Especially with Becky's history with a broken nose, it was uh, good to see that she got really clocked because it made people feel like the Nia Jax moment over and over, uh, over again. Anyway, next segment was a Paul Heyman promo. They're good as always. Um, it was him talking about his spoiler. I like it. I like it. It's kind of interesting. He'd appeared to cash. He said he blockered appeared to cash in. Uh, but he said he could be lying, he's bluffing people. So getting to the heads of Rollins and Kingston, there's not much to say here. It's just it's a Paul Heyman promo, you know what you're getting. Yeah, but I think they, they it was it was different here in the sense that he kind of he revealed that look he hasn't he hasn't not uh like he hasn't he hasn't said that it's gonna be a spoiler and it's not taking place. So I think they it, it, they kinda of, it was a good way of going about it, I, I suppose. Yeah, and then we move on to um the six man elimination match which i just don't didn't really understand it's got the same people who are being thrown into these ad break matches at the moment um it was the miz and the usos against elias on the revival which it it just doesn't it it's using everyone in here in the completely the wrong way i think um oh it was a two or three every week it it yeah, yeah, no. Every week it appears that it's like the, the Miz and like Elias' involvement. They just, they, it's just two of the three falls, and that's that. And, and there's no kind of getting out of this. Like in other ways, they kind of find unique ways to kind of get out of the fact that it's not that, that it's it's basically two falls, but it's not a two out of three falls match. But every week it's just kind of Miz and Elias, and it, I feel like it's I'm just seeing the same match over and over again, just with different people involved. But and I think violent. that's the the. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of the problem with the, maybe the two out of three falls thing, I guess. Yeah, um, I don't really expect the revival in the Usos to get much time on Sunday. They don't seem to be cared for as as do a lot of the tag division. The tag division is pretty dead. Um, Usos got eliminated first with the Shatter Machine. Um, Elias left after a heel argument. Um, then Miz got a hot tag. Um, oh, sorry, one. Was one of one of the Usos were eliminated, and then so it was Jay Uso and the Miz were left, and then Jay Uso hit the splash for the win. Um, yeah, I just didn't. It didn't really do much for anyone, did it? Uh, yeah, I mean Elias walks out, he he hightails it. So then you have uh, you have three on two. So yeah, I think the Royal were kind of at a massive disadvantage then, weren't they? So yeah. it was what it was. Yeah, sorry, I keep thinking of this as an elimination match. Uh, f- sorry, it was a two out of three falls. So, yeah, Jey Uso hits a splash for the win. Um, next, we had the open challenge for Rey Mysterio. Now, this had the potential to either make a new star or debut someone, which would have been a good idea. 
but it was just really weird. What what did you think of this the Rey Mysterio Open Challenge? Yeah, I think it's just it's bad kind of uh, it's a bad kind of booking decision. I think uh, I mean Mysterio is obviously back now, but I mean I think they could have went about it uh, a lot better. But uh, good to see Ray back, obviously. But you know he gets kind of badly treated here, doesn't he? Yeah. Hello, Rory. Rory's not 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 our Rory. Different. Another Rory's in the chat and James. So um, then we so basically Ray calls out and you'd love it to be buddy murphy or ali or someone like that we'll get on to them later they were mentioned later by someone else um but uh bobby lashley comes out and you'd expect ray on his return you know it's ray mysterio he's a legend he's returned to have a strong showing but this is basically a squash match if i'm not if i'm not like my eyes went wrong like this just was glorified squash with uh with a rebound spear it's a good spear but it's just I know Lashley's building this last man standing match uh, this Sunday, which has the potential to be very good. But use someone else. Use someone from the local talent. Like you don't let Mysterio have a match with someone. Yeah, it's, I think yeah, obviously you need Lashley to still look strong, but uh, I think he sh shouldn't have been at the expense of poor Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, because Ray Ray could have easily had a great match. Imagine him and Buddy Murphy just give him fifteen minutes. They'd have a great. They'd have an unbelievable match. Buddy Murphy needs to, I keep saying Buddy Murphy's name. Well, I mean, they, he needs to come back. He's, yeah, he's top quality. Yeah, so I mean, 55 seconds. Ugh. Then the, not, not good. No, and then he brought Ray up to the stage, threatened to throw him through the Titan, trying to get a call back to Lashley. The referees got involved, and then he just like tossed them into them. And they literally like brushed off the refs, and all the refs, even the refs on the edge, just fell over. <laughs> it wasn't even like none a ref didn't get touched but he's sold. Dominoes. So I, I I love did you ever see that when like someone does a dive onto a group of people and like even the people on the edge just fall all over the place. Yeah, it's the Im impact, the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, waves. Yeah. Uh so like next we have the this is actually a continued storyline, which is strange to say, but Cesaro after Cesaro attacked No Way Jose last week, No Way Jose comes out really angrily with his was uh, what's it the conga line um he challenges the swiss cyborg uh cesaro comes out with some pretty the, the, his new team is very good and i love the way he has the mouth guard in and he just he just looks like a killer because he, he he's one of the, he's one of the most athletic wrestlers in in the company and uh jose had like the like the upper hand here but then cesaro just wiped him out with an uppercut and one basically a, a bit longer than the squash match which like I mean, like, Jose got his bit of offense, but it's basically a squash thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he kind of he got a bit, but like in the end, uh, he gets shut yeah. out. But yeah, again, you mentioned about Cesaro, like he just looks like a star, doesn't he? And he just he means business. So I mean, all for uh, all aboard the the Cesaro train, I guess the Swiss Superman, Swiss Cyborg, King of Swing. <laughs> yeah, King of Swing. But like, I all over that. As we, as we'll get on to SmackDown later, he's got something else planned for Extreme Rules, and I I have a pitch yeah. for what I have a, I have a pitch for how that match should end. I have a really good idea of how that match should end. They probably won't use it because they don't listen to this. Maybe not. Anyway, um, but uh, new, uh, into the swing and then a sharpshooter. When someone taps out to a move that you don't see someone use very often, you know they're just not high on them. I mean, Cesaro rarely uses a sharpshooter, and the Jose tapped out within three seconds. So then we had the. Oh, yeah, I mean, he never beats anyone with it. No. So the Viking Raiders against 
maybe he's trying to get it over as a submission move. I don't know, something different. Um, Viking Raiders beat local talent. Yeah, don't know what to say about this. Don't know where their what their place is at the moment. They were brilliant. Well, happened after this match is probably more important. Oh yeah, we have the rolling storyline throughout this whole night of um, Drake Maverick has brought his wife on their honeymoon to where they live. It was brilliant. Some of the videos. Have you seen some? Did you see some of the videos? Yeah, it's just it's just hilarious, isn't it? I mean, everything this guy's doing at the minute is uh, is gold, and uh, yeah, this was no different. His wife is looking fine, to be fair to her. She doesn't look bad. Um, <laughs> she might have paid for it, but she doesn't look bad. Um, but they're she's sitting on top of the the boxes at the out the back, the trailer stuff, and she's like, "Can we please go on our honeymoon?" And Drake's like, "I need to keep the title." I think this is it. Yeah wasn't he or like she's he she he's hiding from our truth and she's yeah like, no he's trying to get it on with her in the, the shipping yeah. container yeah and the, he screams, the mini kind of thing and he screams me and my wife are gonna get it on and he alerts people and he has to run so then after this little squash match drake maverick is just running out to the ring it's just brilliant because it just comes out of nowhere i think i think this match was just set up for this to be fair, fair like unfair unfair on the viking raiders but this match was just set up for this running afterwards so uh they all trace him around the ring until he escaped uh, or truth went up saw the raiders in the ring and was just back down it's just brilliant or sure just gets his comedic time i think he's the best comedic timing in the company oh yeah definitely i think he's uh the immortal one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everything he does touches everything he does turns to gold yeah so basically that runs through the whole night we'll kind of get back to that i think um basically next is the club which is a good storyline if w keep up with it i really hope they do the club refused to comment which is good they go into aj's locker room ricochet calls out styles saying he's lost respect it's kind of like when remember when jericho turned on i mean styles turned on cena it's kind of very very similar to that it's a very similar storyline if you look at them both side by side oh yes i mean it's a three-on-one dynamic and the and, similar kind of tone as it were yeah it is yeah. very similar yeah it was a very similar beat down so then he put luke gallows out for the match against ricochet uh obviously luke gallows dominating because of his size small package three count then the phenomenal one obviously aj not wanting to fight he goes you can fight carl anderson who was a former iwgp heavyweight champion like there he's doing this um Ricochet accepted, and then he won for it with the 630. Makes them look kind of weak, but you kind of have to make Ricochet look strong. But then they get a bit of their heat back by laying out, uh, laying out, um, laying out Ricochet. Uh, no, no top rope styles clash. I heard, I, I've heard from people that the style. I, I, I was watching interviews. Did you hear? Have you ever heard this? Like the styles clash is one of the hardest moves to take because you're you yeah, have to keep your head yeah. back, and your face is going to take all the impact. You're going to hurt your face doing the move. Yeah, so it's, like, it's quite an unnatural kind of way of uh, of bumping, and um, yeah. yeah, I think right. you, I think doing it from the top rope, I think you say don't do you that shouldn't really be done that often. That should be kind of like a a special kind of That's thing, great. and I think it, it it worked really well, worked really well when they when they did it the first time. But yeah, happy they didn't do it again here, and they gave a good reason for it as well. It's a desperation move. I think he I think he used to do it where like the young books super kick someone in the face, and then they did the Styles Clash, but. Um, it's a super finisher. Yeah, <laughs> double, double, double triangle. So um, <laughs> he told Ricochet to stay down. Ricochet stood up, and then 
another phenomenal forearm, laid him out. Um, so then we, um, so that builds up. Who do you think, who do you think is going to win on Sunday? Rick Sher, AJ Styles. It's actually a tough one because I don't know. Bo need Bo will look strong. They're going to have a great match, but it's a matter about who goes over. I'm, I'm leaning towards Styles. Um, my head says Styles. Uh, it depends if they're going to. It depends if they're going to have another match or not. I guess then. Yeah, there's some great storyline for them to have Finn Balor involved and some. So if they all unite, they all get belts, but then there's dissension to a year down the line. There's some great opportunity, but I don't think it's going to be exploited. It wasn't the first time. Um, so we have the Beat the Clock Challenge, which I've heard a lot of stuff about. Beat the Clock Challenge is so obvious because it's always the person who goes second that's going to win. Never really, some ne No one ever really fails to beat the clock. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of a bit played out, really, isn't it? It's, it's mm. just kind of... Ugh. So, but it, here's another new finisher move. Talking about new finishers. Bailey beat Sarah Logan in four, four minutes, 32 seconds. Sarah Logan's quite good. She has some, some great matches on the indie scene when she was one of them hardcore uh, females. But um, Bailey wins with a sunset bomb um, to the ropes which is a dangerous move and she shouldn't do it on Alexa because Alexa is concussion prone, but it's a de decent enough move. But she set the time at 4.32 and Dana, Dana Brooke went to fight um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, Nikki Cross won very easily with the swing and neck breaker. And then they had to announce the uh, stipulation. Uh, what do you think What do you think of the stipulation that she announced? It sounds interesting. Yeah, it makes. I mean, I know we, we know uh, in the end why they did it. It's because Bliss has been uh, suffering with illness, so they kind of had to uh, put um, Nikki Cross in there as well. But uh, I, it kind of makes sense with the story, though, doesn't it? I mean, Nikki Cross has, has got her the match essentially. So I mean, I think it's, it's pretty good that she should be in it really. And uh, then again, uh, I think she should also get her own uh, uh, title shot as well coming out of this, uh, and then maybe that will make Bliss a little bit jealous, but. Yeah, I mean, I think Bailey's winning, uh, but I, I think it, it, it there's been talk of of, of the, uh, Sasha coming back as well. So I mean, there's a lot of different directions this could go, really. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully they keep it they keep it good like it's been because um, again, it, it, you have kind of the, the history of uh, Bliss and Bailey being uh, pretty bad, wasn't it? Like that that whole feud when they didn't the fourth time round. So I mean, they have a chance to right the wrongs here, and uh, you know, so far they I think they've been doing that, and again. Uh, I think Nikki Cross has been has been really good uh, throughout this whole thing. So yeah. So basically, if you, if we didn't discuss it, it's a two on one handicap match. Um, it's interesting. Um, I think there might be some. There's going to be some, some some dissension soon. It's a matter on who turns face and who turns heel. Um, Bailey gets really angry. Well, I mean, Nikki's kind. Of, Nikki's kind of always been a face though, really, in this whole deal. I think yeah. that that's been kind of the, the kind of clear out rider. So I mean, it's all it's all in regards to what Bliss does, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, Nikki, Nikki could win the belt. You never know. It's... Yeah, um, Bailey. Oh, I hope Bailey wins though. Yeah, I think she needs to keep the title. Bailey lost it on Cross. I haven't seen Charlotte for a while. She's going to be introduced back in soon. Bailey lost it on Cross and um, hit Bailey to belly in a diving elbow drop. Stand tall. Um, her macho man uh, dedication. Or yeah. Um, so this main event. Jesus Christ. So basically, all the way through the night, people already know, but all the way through the night. Shane and Drew are going around looking for a Roman Reigns partner because Shane is choosing Roman Reigns partner because Shane is God. And 
they run into what was it a guy serving beer guy doing the garbage and then they finally run into the janitor with a limp gary garbo and uh he says here's five grand and gary's like yep let's do that and they shake hands um um so and then this is just what did you think of this next line where he talks about a mask and they get they they try to give a logical reason can, can do you know what the exact quote was because i just a lot of people just haven't been able to get that exact quote is it because we were too famous we want you to wear a mask or what was it yeah that's what they said but like yeah i think everything involved in like this shane and drew and, and was absolutely terrible i think and uh, i think this is kind of the problem with you, you like you have to get you have to do tv to get to the next show which i mean this happened to be the go home angle so i mean that even amplifies how bad it was really the fact that yeah you, you have another a bit of programming to get through so you, you have to do something you have to have some sort of angle to send off with and uh, this is what we got uh yeah just uh, every segment was was just poor and uh, i think it was capped off by uh what eventually happened to it which you'll go through yeah the being like being the elite builds better than go home shows genuinely like a nightmare channel and all that builds better than the aw shows but anyway um so basically they're in the match and He's been told that he doesn't tag in. He's been told Reigns is being left on his own. You don't tag in. So he's got this mask on. And he's got this Janners outfit. He looks like Daniel Bryan when he joined the Wyatt family. Anyway. Um, so he Reigns, I think, gets knocked back, doesn't he? And there's a blind tag. So he tag, tags him in by accident. And Shane and Drew don't see it. So then Gary Garbo comes in. And he's, Shane's like, oh, let's beat the crap out of him. Because I think Drew hits him in the stomach. When wins him. And Shane comes in does a little dance. Then Gary starts going on the offense, and you can tell straight. I don't know about you, but I could tell straight away who it was. Yeah, his offense. Yeah, blatantly Cedric Alexander. As soon as he hit that end of Gary, I was like, "That is someone." And then he hit the plancha, was it? Yeah, he hit the dive, and I was like, "Yep, Cedric or some someone's here. Someone's here." Anyway, so all of a sudden, but to be fair, the only good moment of this was the selling of that claymore kick, because Gary Garbo or Cedric Alexander is getting hyped up and then drew hits him with an unbelievable claymore kick and if he flips up in the air to be fair to him with a limited vision with that mask that was a brilliant sell of the claymore kick yeah i mean everything cedric though i know he kind of slipped up a little bit but everything he does looks looks crisp uh, there's no no denying how talented he is we've seen that again here uh but yeah i think he's just he just kind of got a bad hand here really altogether didn't he yeah, so Wait, uh, how this how this ended up. Yeah, so Shane pins him, and then he takes off his mask. They're like Rangers on time, and he takes off his mask, and they celebrate like they've won, and the heels leave. Like it's the most confusing thing in the world. I couldn't compute it in my head what was going on. Especially when you consider that this this is a go home angle for a match involving the Undertaker, and you get this comedy to close the show like that. That closing uh, shot of Reigns and. Um, and Cedric just like, oh, yeah, it was me. We lost. I got pinned, you know. Oops. Oops. You know, just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and he put his tongue, he cut his tongue open badly. Um, but who would you have as that partner? I would have had something like Baron Corbin comes out and is like, oh, I don't like this mid-card of you, which Baron Corbin coming out being like, oh, Shane's my buddy, Drew's my buddy, let's do something. Then Rollins comes out with a chair as the partner or something like that. Something that actually has some storyline in it. You can build it at two storylines. And yeah, I think it 
Undertaker's gong hits at the end. Undertaker comes out to the ramp, does his whole thing, and then that leaves. Yeah, I think it, it touches on kind of what I said initially. Is like you don't like they have they have another show, so they have to do something. Like you don't have to have like these these guys on the show. Like you can just get build up the you build up the match. Like do something differently. Like they they do kind of the 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 interviews where it's kind of uh, side by side uh, often. But like I mean, I mean, especially if this was all you could come up with, then just don't do it. Just don't don't do the match. Like just yeah. Um, so we move on to so basically Drew and Shane win, and then there's there's some really weird, like it, it's like looking into like a, a like one of them funky mirrors in like the circus. You just everything's just fuck backwards. So Raw ends on a bad note. Heyman looks like he's had his hand taken off the product already. But anyway, we move on to SmackDown, and this is the best thing I've seen on WWE for a long time because they have lit. I don't know. This is I know Bishop's been starting this week. But Bischoff must have got on the phone and said something about this. Or Owens was pitching this pretty heavily. Or it might be Triple H, because it's definitely not Vince or Shane. Because uh, before we start, did you, did you see the news that there is a plan to write Shane off TV? Apparently. Uh, yeah, I've heard. But, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's probably for the best, really, because he's all over the thing at the moment. And, like, I mean, I mean, in a sense, that's good, but it's good. It's almost go away heat at this point, isn't it? Yeah, okay. So Shane uh so KO comes out, Kevin Owens. He comes out and um he starts ranting against Shane and I don't I I'd love to play the exact words but I'll get copyrighted. But um he calls Shane entitled and says he's the best in the world. He's actually changed his Twitter since to the worst in the world and some of the tweets have been hilarious where he's like he's got Rick Rude and some of the people who aren't on TV and Shane is and the rock stuff like that so he just has like he, he just expresses disgust um and uh shane shane mcmahon comes out and cuts his mic so he's like he's cutting uh he cuts uh ko's mic and then um he just he grabs another and kevin Owens just goes there's more than one microphone in the arena, dummy. <laughs> it's just, I'm just like, this is brilliant because it's so improv. It's brilliant. Um, and then he starts name dropping people, and it's the people we've been missing: Buddy Murphy, Kabuki Warriors, Apollo Crews, Ali. He just runs down these lists of people, and Shane cuts off his microphone again, and he just grabs a headset from uh, one of the commentators. It's just brilliant, and I, I don't know about you, but I thought I thought this is the best thing I've seen in a long time on the show. Yeah, and like I, I said earlier, like straight away you just notice this is a different kind of tone and kind of format to Raw, really. Like you have this coming out of the gate, uh, just a very kind of different open uh, to the show. And like you said, yeah, Owens was just brilliant here. A lot of off-the-cuff stuff, just kind of you would imagine, just brilliant timing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, really kind of cemented him as a big, big uh, superstar. Yeah, where does this leave KO and Sammy? Because I know they had a fight the other They had a bit of a scuffle the other week. Does this mean KO turning back face and uh, Sammy's going to stay a heel? I think they'll always kind of still be involved with each other, but maybe in a bit more of a... Uh, maybe Zayn is a bit more the butt, butt of the joke, I guess. Uh, but look, again, like this is a very... It's a different Kevin Owens in the sense that he's um, he's just he's just had enough, hasn't he? He's just... Uh, he's, he's reached a boiling point. He's sick and tired of... Uh, basically how it's been going for him uh you know not making 
television not being on pay-per-view uh, having his not being on wrestlemania um so yeah this is this is him now just unleashed and uh i think he's uh hopefully gonna reap the benefits in in uh in the form of uh, uh i know he doesn't have a match at the pay-per-view but uh hopefully he's uh back in that title picture you would imagine after yeah. this i think he's just because he's been uh this is a really strong show even a good feud give him a good feud give him shane i know shane give him shane let, let yeah me i mean shane shane shane's what he's is is he's look, looking like now but uh the again i think the uh, the end game i mean not the end game but the the ultimate step is definitely going to be him regain uh, trying to regain the world title yeah that'd be great um, I'd, I'd love that and um, him and oh, him and samoa joe that would be an amazing feud imagine the promos in that feud for sure yeah anyway uh he tossed the microphone away after Colin Chain title then taking up all the TV time and just speaking the word of the people, voice of the voiceless, kind of parallel to CM Punk's pipe bomb, but I think CM Punk's pipe bomb had a bit more his own stuff behind it. Anyway, um, tossed the microphone down, thunderous. Everyone just started going, every, going mental. Next up was Shinsuke and Finn Balor segment. So finally, these two people who've been put in the cupboard and were catching cobwebs have finally come out and they obviously they're putting on great matches and it's a decent storyline it's not a storyline it's not starting as such but it's a de- it, there's a reason for them to fight they're going to one up each other that's what the feud's going to be even though there's a face and heel they're going to try and one up each other so there's non-title competition which is usually how title matches are set up so you can kind of tell i, I don't know about you but i kind of tell at the start that shinsuke was going to win this um but yeah yeah i mean that these are two set up to kind of have a program now so i mean ultimately that had to be uh, Shinsuke obviously had to get the kind of the force win here, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Balor was being grounded by Shinsuke and worked over and just good strikes. You can hear every single strike. Shinsuke, Shinsuke is very good at making the strikes look very real. Um. He Balor fights back, ger- sliding German suplex. Um. Nakamura blocked the coup, coup de gras. Kinshasa, uh, ring post steel steps. Kinshasa from outside. Kinshasa inside the ring and. Uh, Nakamura wins, setting up a match on Sunday. I think did, did they book a match for Sunday? Yeah. Uh, no, this oh. this is the thing. This is not on the pay per view, which kind of almost yeah. makes me wish that uh, the kind of the brand still had their own separate pay per views because you get to have uh, like a proper pay per view match between these two for the title, and it just be it would just be amazing, wouldn't it? But and you'd get to see a lot more kind of people that on this show that don't have anything uh in the like realistically it probably should be owens versus ziggler again shouldn't it but um but that's obviously can't happen just because of the nature of the fact that you can't have everyone on the card but i mean if if we still had the kind of smackdown brand that shows that then we would see that and you know it'd be kind of better for the story but this match uh, specifically i think uh, yeah i think they've done it perfectly to you know in a sense that obviously this is their first match so this is not going to be and the title's not on the line so i think what they kind of uh, put across here was a great uh, kind of TV match to set up uh, to set up more between these two with the uh, IC belt eventually. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be SummerSlam, but they definitely have uh, more matches than this, obviously, which are going to be all for because if it's anything like this, which I mentioned, is a bit, bit of a taster of what's to come, then and their NXT, um, the better, more the better. Okay. Yep, yep, right. yep. So, um, next segment was the contract signing. Um and uh Nikki Cross was there to sign for Alexa. Good storytelling. Um Bailey tried to convince her that Alexa Bliss manipulating her. 
and she said she's going to bring her a game and then cross went on about going she promised to support her friend bailey doesn't have any friends anymore oh my god who's going to show up bailey has no friends foreshadowing yeah either that or because i'm um, did you hear about sasha banks another bit of news sasha banks sasha, sasha banks was um out with a lot of wrestlers from yosh joshi which are japanese wrestlers and i'm pretty sure she was training one of them and one of them broke her nose um i think i saw that a lot the other, the other day she got her nose broken by one of the joshi wrestlers so we'll see what happens i think she chipped her too as well but anyway that kind of foreshadows banks come back soon one of, banks is going to turn heel on bailey we're going to get a banks and bailey feud for SummerSlam. probably what's finally happen. yeah finally something um, well they probably fuck it up again but anyway um i digress <laughs> i digress um counseling again <laughs> Um, because it was actually a year to the day since that counseling segment the other week, the other day. Um, uh, so they signed the contract. Um, saying Bailey, all, all your friends have been you. Signed the contract, Carmella against Cross. Which okay, Carmella's quite good, but she's in like that truth story at the moment, so you can't really take her seriously. She's doing great stuff, but you can't really take her seriously in the ring. Um, Fisherman neckbreaker for Cross with the win after a short little scuffle. Um, so cross wins momentum heading into Sunday, which means Bailey's winning. My prediction. Um, Xavier Woods and Biggie come to the ring for a promo. This was all right. Triple Threat match was good because it was Otis from Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan versus Rowan. Sorry, versus Daniel Bryan versus uh Woods. Woods, yeah. So basically, the promo beforehand, they're talking about the, the match. And Wood, um, Brian take, said no, no one takes New Day seriously. And then Woods comes back saying uh, he talks without doing anything. And then he then he went at Rowan saying that he's played second fiddle to so many guys, which is a true. He's played second fiddle to a lot of lads and done no talking, which is fair enough. Um, uh, and said, are you, are you having a hard time figuring out who your daddy is? And then it was, who's your daddy chance? Um, so then... Um, Otis and Tucker came out and said they will win the titles. Uh, said that Brian claiming its title, they said the Brian's title, uh, Brian said the heavy machinery win the title will be worse for business, and they said no. Then they had the three way match, and Otis, this is just putting Otis over. And Otis, I think Otis is great, he might not be the best wrestler, but he just gets out to get the crowd on the side with them, car the caterpillars, and all the just beefy offense. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um. Again, the kind of heavy machine is kind of least really established. They're most certainly the least established. So you have to give them something. And mm -hmm. yeah, Otis is uh is his is uh, quite the star of that team. And um, yeah, good to see them. They get the win here. And um, yeah, this should be a good little match. Uh, depend. I don't know if it is it what's on the pre-show. If they said, uh, uh, I, I, I haven't checked. It might be the revival against the Usos again. I'm not sure. I, I will check later. Well, again, no, I think that deserves to be on the yeah. deserves to be on the cap. But again, yeah, this this should be a good match, definitely. Yeah. These uh, uh, three hard working teams and yeah. to have the crown on their side. Yeah, Otis and uh, Otis and Tucker kind of remind me of Enzo and Cass, where if they break up, Otis could do well, but though um, Tucker could be very bland on his own, so I wouldn't break them up. Oh no no! This this looks oh. like a, a a life or a team maybe I don't know. 
Yeah, but you never know. I mean, we thought Enzo and Cass would be a lifer team. Way down the line, anyway. Not everyone has to break up just because. Yeah. And in the main event of SmackDown, we had Rome Reigns against Dolph Ziggler because Ziggler was doing the handiwork for the mid-card of Evil. Our, our heels just, their heels are just all one team now. It's just terrible. You can't have it like that. Remember when like people remember when like people were just out for their all the heels back in the attitude are they were out for them out their own. You rarely saw he like you rarely saw if heels were tagging together, they wouldn't even look at each other. So, like MJF and Sean Spears last night when they were in the six man tag. They were fighting with each other. They were showing each other the middle finger after every move. But yeah, specifically in the in the attitude area it was a bit more canon than uh, than today, definitely. Yeah. Like you have Ziggler and, and McIntyre kind of Mm-hmm. In they had that big cage match uh, last year and uh, or this past year, and now they they were kind of working together here. So I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. So I think you can't you can't have a perfect story. I guess it has to fit the kind of the narrative that they're putting across. But again, a little bit of continuity would be would be most appreciated. But you know, sometimes so maybe hopefully that's going to be maybe a bit of a change with the kind of the new regime. But. Yeah, we didn't have any. Is what it is. Yeah, we didn't have any COVID this week, which is interesting. Um, did we? No, I don't think we did. We're so yeah, they had the the interviews with oh, Joe yeah, uh, and Kofi. Can we can we go go through that? Because I don't have all my notes here. What what, what roughly what happened in the, in the interview between Kofi and Joe? It's a bit of verbal barbing, was it? Yeah, then you just yeah you just have your yes you know, I, I almost can kind of uh, be it almost by kind of typical Joe thing, but just what's your what we we always uh, know from him, just super intense, like saying what he's gonna do, you know, and doing just gonna go night putting a pretty putting a pin in a well, yeah. yeah. As yeah. only Joe can uh, again, always a he's always a great promo, and it was no different here. So yeah, very much looking forward uh, to that match. That's why, uh, and in no small part, the, the back of the promos they've really uh, they've really done well. They're hyping that up, so yeah, it should be great. Yeah, Joe wins and feuds with um, Owens. I think I, I'd hope. I know it's not gonna happen, but the promo they they teased on NXT. The promo was really amazing. Anyway, this main event, SmackDown, um, Ziggler was in control because of uh, Elias interfering and Drew interfering, and Shane obviously interfered as well. And they were ringside supporting the mid card of Evil representative. Um, Reigns fought back. Elias gets Superman punched. Um, Shane O'Mac interfered after um, Roman Reigns was about to win. Kevin Owens just comes out and a, a stunner to McMahon. I don't know. I don't know if Stone Cold still pissed off using the stunner, but I think it's all right. It's a new move. It's interesting. I haven't seen the pop of Powerbomb for. Oh, a while. he's made it. He's made it his own now. I think. Yeah, I, I love that's, that. That's his, his thing now. Yeah. Um, uh, so Reigns hit Ziggler with the spear and won, and the big big dog stood tall. No, nothing about the Undertaker. Just he stood tall. So what what are your what are your main thoughts ahead of Extreme Rules this Sunday? What what do you think are the main things that are going to happen regarding all these big matches? What do you think the main storylines are going to be coming out with Extreme Extreme Rules? Uh, I think we'll probably get a, an end, hopefully, to uh, a fair few of them. Like this Reigns and Shane angle. I mean, it's probably going to still continue because Reigns has to maybe get his, his win over Shane. Really doesn't after all that they've been through, but. Uh, yeah, you'd like kind of a little bit, maybe more closure with that. And again, that we've t- we talked about on the last episode, the uh, Taker and Drew that being a, a potential match for SummerSlam. So this story will probably go on. 
Um, again, but we then we have uh, the whole thing with Shane and, and Kevin as well, Kevin Owens as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where they eventually go with that. Um, I think uh, Kofi and Samoa Joe, I think that could that could be a multiple match uh, th- uh, deal, which, again, I'm definitely not complaining there. That, that's uh, it's really what we, we would hope for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think... And then with Seth, um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think unfortunately I'm I've never been asking for Brock Lesnar cashing, but Seth needs something. Like Seth's dead in the water at the moment. He's I thought he was good, gonna be a good champion. But he needs something. <laughs> it's not, not working out at the uh, moment. he's just kind of he's been in a bit of a difficult uh, feud here really. But this this is definitely over after this. So that's that's all I was gonna say. Is yeah, this this will be it. Seth and Becky get the win, they stand tall, both the belts, and that's the end of that. And then, yeah, so then I guess Lesnar, and uh, it's back to Lesnar and, and Rollins, really, then it would have to be after that, wouldn't it? So see what, if uh, that was a spoiler or just uh, that, that Heyman said or just another kind of uh, ploy to get into the mind of, of Rollins, which um, which I, I don't I, know if uh, this, Rollins kind of hasn't really been reacting to uh, the kind of, kind of Heyman. He kind of, you just, when you walk past him on Raw, they kind of had a little bit of a look. Uh, stare down but yeah i think that's what they're going to get back to here after this yeah um i do want to see mate, joe and joe and lesnar will be very good oh my god imagine joe against Heyman in the promo if he cashed in on if yeah he i mean it was, it was great the first time wasn't it but i i think they're gonna i think it's kind of it's different directions uh on both ends really but again yeah you're never going to complain if, if we, to see that match again yeah um we're gonna wrap it up quite soon because I, I just need to wait till the besties in the world are available to come on. But um, uh, we do a few predictions, I guess, for yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, actually, if you pull up the card, we can, today. Yeah, on Sunday, if you can pull up the card, pull, pull up the card there and we'll yeah. predictions. Um, because I haven't actually. I'm gonna, yeah, so we have a. You can probably get what the pre-show matches now. I don't know. There might be two. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, I think we're definitely unanimous. Uh, Rollins and Becky get the win. I think it's just a case of who pins who, really, in that one. Yeah, uh, I, I maybe you might have a uh, mate. Because if they're gonna do, yeah, I... if they're gonna do it, it's a definitive kind of end game. Isn't it? I mean, it's last chance, isn't it? So you'd have to have a really. A clean finish here, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I know it's an extreme rules match, but clean within the realms of the story, I guess, and the match. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know where Corbin goes from here. I don't really, I don't really care. Um, back down to the mid cards and feud with someone else. Uh, we need, we need. Yeah, I think we kind of like. We need some debuts. Get some. Get get. So get, then. So then, yeah, who's the who's the matches? So yeah, you meant oh. you forgot to mention Alistair Black and his uh, his match with Cesaro. That's going to be coming up. Good, yeah, good, I... good pairing. I think this is going to be. Okay, sorry, my pitch for this match. But before before my before I pitch, what I want to happen in this match? Two minutes ago, I just saw this on Twitter. Wrestle Talk have just tweeted it. Um, new title match announced for Extreme Rules pre-show. Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor's on the pre-show. 
Yeah, he would have rather been on the main show, really, but I'm sure they'll still have a good match. They got 15 minutes. Um, I okay. So my pitch for this: Alistair Black against Cesaro. Cesaro loves uh, a corkscrew uppercut. Imagine a corkscrew uppercut straight into a black mass, knocks him out cold. Gum shield comes out of his mouth. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. But I mean, this uh, has the potential to be a very good show, doesn't it? I mean, there's a lot of potential good, really great matches here. It's just all of, I guess, it just depends how the they're booked, how the the card plays out, really, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right, keep keep rolling through this card. Yeah. So Kofi and Samoa Joe. I think I don't know. I think. I think I might uh, get a, maybe a DQ, maybe a roll up. I don't. I don't. I think this is continuing after this. Right. Maybe if if the if the, the feuds continuing like they say, I will go for Kofi to win. I don't know how, but I think Kofi's going to win. You pull it out of the bag somehow. Yeah. Um. Next match. Yeah, Bailey defending the title in a handicap match. You you have to kind of wonder. Um. Like, I mean, surely she can't beat the, the two of them on her own. So, no, I mean... There's going to be dissension. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of... Something's got to give in regards to that. But I do... I think Bailey definitely should win. Ba- either Banks returns or... Ba- or uh, Banks returns or uh, Bailey... Ba- or they turn... One of them turns on each other and Bailey gets the, the advantage. Um, but... I think it's, may- it's maybe a bit too early for that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah... I, I, I think Bailey walks out with a title, and I think either way, I think we'll have a very interesting kind of uh, next uh, next chapter in this this story, no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really hope she doesn't do that sunset flip powerbomb to Alexa Bliss. Mind her head; she is injured. Do not do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know how much Bliss will be doing in this match, but why is she sick? Is she? Yeah, save save that. Yeah, no, that's that's why they've kind of put Nikki Cross in. To kind of protect uh, Alexa, who's uh, who you is, does have kind of uh, sinuses affection, so that's kind of why they've done that. But yes. she'll she'll do, she'll be there someday anyway. So yeah, she's done a great job. Um, she's done a very good job, to be fair to her. Um, next is uh, is one we haven't talked about either. It's Drew Gulak defending the cruiserweight title against Tony Nese. This this probably be on the kickoff as well, would you not think? Um, yeah, it will be on the kickoff. It will be a great match. Um, Gulak's retained his title. He had a great match with Matt Riddle last night on that 10th anniversary Evolve show. Um, fantastic match. But Gulak's very, I think Gulak's brilliant. He's got a great character at the moment. I haven't watched much 205 Live, but I know for a fact that Gulak's brilliant. Tony Nice is very good. Um, I actually want to check out that Matt Riddle match, but I think uh, Gulak wins with the Gulak. Then, uh, yeah, I'd agree. Next is uh, Ricochet. Putting up the U.S. title in his oh. uh, his first defense against uh, in his second defense against AJ Styles. I think Ricochet wins, but there's a beat, really big beat down afterwards. Table kind of table style. Stick stick some through a few tables. Uh, yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta think if if Gallows and Anderson are at ringside, then I mean that's massive advantage to Styles. So it'd have to be maybe maybe a roll up maybe or something. From Ricochet because to, to overcome three men is uh, that it's, it's never, never going to be easy for uh, 
for for anyone really, especially with Ricochet, obviously because he's he's out he's outgoned and kind of out out strengthened almost in this instance uh, yeah, it's, between it's, all three. Thank God it's up in the air. It's not obvious. That's that that's good. It's good, but I think Ricochet still. I think Ricochet keeps it, and uh, but Styles gets a lot of his heat back afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you could, it could go either way, couldn't it? It could. Uh, what's the next match? I, 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 I think Ricochet is brilliant, and it's going to be a great next match. Next is is last man standing, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. I, I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to this to see kind of all the bells Where and whistles that they have involved here. Yeah, uh, Heyman, Heyman, if Heyman has control of this match, I'll be excited. ECW. Yeah, I think we're, I think everyone's expecting some something outrageous. So I think, I think there'll, a, a, there'll be a lot of interest in, in this one. So the ring. Uh, I think Braun Braun will win though. But um, the ring's gonna break. It'll it'll be, yeah yeah maybe they do that again. But yeah, it should be good. Looking forward to this. I think Braun arrives in the uh, back of an ambulance or something like that. Something along them lines. Like he Bobby Lashley is about to like yeah. get like Bobby Lashley's about to get like a walk over or something, and Braun comes out. Do you remember the Kane and John Cena feud? Do you remember that match they had a, a, a Hell in a Cellar? I think it might have been Extreme Rules, actually. The three stages of the Hell match. Bring that match back. That match was where they had three different matches in one. It was like an ambulance match, a tables match, and something else. Like, yeah, it was, was yeah, right back in Cena. And actually, oddly enough, they didn't they end that match by them both going to the uh, entrance uh, structure yeah. and they went to a no contest. I think that was the last man stand match as well. So, pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, but... Um, I've never thought I'd be invested in it after having it gone from a tug of war to being interested in Lashley against Strowman. Fair play to them. Like fair play. You yeah, I think after all they've done after all they've done, I think this is the this is the kind of the, the end game, isn't it? They've almost kind of had a few stages of hell really, haven't they? I mean, they had the tug of war and the arm wrestling and the falls count anywhere and now they also had a straight singles and now last man standing, we will uh have a winner. Yeah. Um and do we have another match or yeah, then it's uh, the revival uh, defending the tag titles against the Usos uh, again. Revival to retain. Yeah, this one's this one's probably ending as well, and yeah, the, the, the revival probably retain here. Yeah, that's what I'm go- I'm gonna go with. I don't think the Usos are gonna take the titles off them because they're. I'm pretty sure the Usos are SmackDown superstars, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think they're meant to be. And actually, no, they they went they they went over to Raw actually in the draft. So yeah, this this one this one's not a kind of like the Bailey match where you have kind of uh, SmackDown versus Raw. This is uh, this is actually just a straight Raw encounter. Yeah. Um. So what's what's up next? It's a long card. Yeah, and then in regards to a winner between Balor and Nakamura, it'd have to be Finn, wouldn't it? I mean, it was a kickoff. See, show. See, yeah. 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 So I think I think Balor should retain, but yeah, uh, hopefully we get a few matches out of this. Uh, I mean, it is just the, the one since Shinsuke already had, got his win. But again, you, you'd like to see this more than more than uh, twice. But and then there is the small matter of the Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew. No holds barred tag team match. Yeah, um, Roman Reigns is getting planted through a big table early on in this match. It's going to leave Undertaker on his own to actually wrestle. I don't know how that's gonna go. <laughs> um, but I think it, either either way, it's 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 kind of really 
it's going to be really great to see uh, just Taker and Reigns teaming up after you know the history that they've had together, and then seeing uh, Shane and Taker go at it again. Yeah, and there's just a lot of story in regards to in the history between the competitors in this match, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be cool to see Taker back once more. And you hope you'd hope it obviously be a, a lot better than his his previous I guess three outings. And hopefully we we see the dead man we all know and love uh, oh. kicking arse again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, with a little bit of help from the big dog. Yeah, you're a bit of an undertaker, Mark. I know that. You want to defend him. I'd hope he does well, and I hope he doesn't die. Um, I hope I would go the dead man, but like he's already he's dead. dead. <laughs> he's already dead. He's undead. Damn it. <laughs> um, so, um, the besties are at a radio interview, and they're on the way back now. I think, but so we can f- talk about something to fill time. Um, oh, we have one more match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan uh, for the tag titles against New Day and Heavy Machinery. Mm. Oh, Heavy Machinery? Did I put the title? Really? Yes. I don't. Maybe. I, I, don't, know. I don't think they've. Rowan uh, and Bryan. I think New Day. I think I'd like to see New Day and Kofi all have belts. I think that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, it's it's unpredictable. I I'd like to see Heavy Machinery try and have the belt. But I don't know if Vince is high enough on them yet. Um, Might be a bit too early for them, but yeah, I'll do another prediction. Uh, kickoff show, we're gonna get some street profits preview preview stuff. That was really weird on Raw, having them like preview. Yeah, I think it's it's a good way of introducing them though. Okay, you you yeah. kind of get to see kind of what their personality is like, what they're about, and they're obviously doing it in a way where they're kind of they're really allowed to show their personality in a sense of like they're hyping up to the show they did a good job to be fair like yeah um so that's WWE done but um this should be a good show there should no reason why this should not be a really good show they'd have to do something pretty stupid to fuck up this show um i just want to talk really quickly um the g1 has started off with an absolute bang i don't know you probably haven't seen much but moxley won his first match yesterday against tai chi after getting jumped at the bell he has, you know, have you seen this? He has his little uh, young lion um, fella that brings him to him from shows, gets some beers and stuff, and he hasn't been ordered around. You know what, actually, I, I'm i actually going to have to bounce out at this point, but I want to thank you for having me on once again. Thank you, uh, we've had a good. It's been a good show, and yeah. Um, I will see you again. <laughs> very happy. Yeah, absolutely. And what were you saying? You were... You were Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, you. no, just yeah. Look, looking forward to Extreme Rules uh, tonight, and uh, yeah, I'll hopefully be I'll back see. back again. It's very soon, so yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on once again. Thanks very much, Dan. You're very good. Thank you. Bye. All right. Now, so that Dino is gone, and I'm waiting on my special guest, the besties in the world. Is anyone in the chat that wants to have a conversation about anything? Is there any topics in the chat? I'm just waiting on the besties to come in so we can have this amazing interview. I can't wait. Um, the G1 today, Osprey doing shooting star press about all the way across the ring. That was pretty sick. Moxley's character work is brilliant. Um, the besties in the world, basically, uh, before they come on, they I texted them on Twitter and they said that they would come on. And then earlier on today, they said they were doing a radio interview. And that they wouldn't be able to do it. But then they said we will come on when we can. And they said they've given me their email and they're on the way home now. So hopefully we'll have a great interview with them. Um, I'm just filling time right now because I'm not going to stop the live. So if anyone has any questions.
questions or any opinions in the chat that we can chat about that would be very nice because i'm desperately trying to fill time here i i can't believe we're six six episodes deep and we're getting people like dan barry last week and the best season in the world this week the best season in the world are hilarious i can't wait to like interview them now you're gonna find them hilarious um i'm just texting them now um they have agreed to do this with me and they dan barry gave me so much time last week and they're gonna i hopefully they're, i think they're willing to give me a decent amount of time this week and we're going to talk about things like their ott debut when they just went over straight away same as dan barry they're amazing they're they're like david star they're all over the world they're in uh they're in ireland they're in england they're in america they're all over america they are uh, the figureheads of their promotion the uh, aaw and they we're going to talk about davy vega getting banned off twitter because he uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. we'll tell the story later once they come on um i'm just very worried about doing this on my own again <laughs> um um yeah so if anyone does anything in the chat that would be very nice because i'm just waiting on the lads who arrive home they actually were doing an interview for st louis wrestling today because they're kind of like the figureheads of st louis wrestling um at the moment and they were just doing an interview um i didn't really expect after six episodes to be interviewing them and um talking to dan barry last week thanks dan last week he was uh very cooperative and he gave me 45 minutes and some unbelievable interviews and some unbelievable thoughts and then that, that story about bill at the end uh being drunk in disneyland was uh very funny and uh, i can't wait to see him at the next out to show and say thank you and um this is crazy because the best are coming straight from a radio interview and they're going to have an interview with me, which is really nice of them. And uh, I just, uh, I'm just like waiting for them to be able to come on. Um, so, if anyone has anything in the chat while we're waiting for the besties to arrive, um, I, I'm so sorry that it's probably the low that low period in this in this live uh, podcast. Um, so some of the G1 results from the other night. Kenta actually beat Tanahashi, which was a big surprise. Being with the GTS, Tanahashi seems to be putting people over. Fair play to him. Uh, this was tonight. Will Ospreay beat Sonata in an unbelievable 18 minute match. It was crazy. Uh, Kazuchika Okada beat Zack Sabre Jr with the Rainmaker, which was another great match. I don't think you can get a bad match. Lance Archer got four. Lance Archer from four points. Lance from the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. What are you doing slagging Lance Archer? He's going to win that entire thing. Um, uh, I... Yeah, the backstage interview with Moxley with um, his... Young Bullion shout to Umino, who's like bringing his belt around, and he asks him to get like six things, and he just stands there, and he's like, "You're, you're gonna give me, gonna give me some something to something to say. You're not gonna give me any words. Just brilliant. Moxley's been let off the leash, and it's brilliant. Uh, I am 
I love the way that New Japan they, they do their tag match to set up their singles match. So I know it's not like everyone's cup of tea, but I just love the way. And the backs' interviews are just great to watch in the morning. Um, there goes a voice break. Um, so I am just waiting on the Davy Vega and Matt Fitchett, the besties in the world, to arrive. It'll be well worth the wait. Good things come to those who wait. Um, Rachel says they're by far their favorite tag, her favorite tag team on OTT, and I'm pretty sure she's only seen them once or twice. That just shows how good their reach is. They, the besties in the world, know how to get an audience. Um, they have really pushed out the boat, and they come over and they latched. Everyone just latched onto them straight away, and I'm just hoping that they're not too long because I'm kind of shit myself. <laughs> um. I don't know what to do to fill time. Um, if anyone has any ideas in the chat, please leave them in. Uh, I can fancy book something. I can talk about anything in the re- wrestling world. Let's look at wrestling news. What wrestling news? What news is there in the world of wrestling today? That match, the Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan match, was amazing. Um, they really put intergender wrestling on the map and kind of proved all the naysayers wrong. Um, Five of the final was brilliant. Um. Um. Yeah, I liked a lot of the matches. I know some of them were kind of the pre-show. That that oh Jesus, uh, Britt Baker. I think she got concussed straight off the bat, and then tried to tag in the wrong Japanese wrestler. And uh, Alex, sorry, Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez was was an awful, 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 awful commentator. He just didn't know what to do. Um, he really sounded out of place with Jr. on commentary, and it really was painful to uh to listen to him like try and Alex Marvez I tweeted do not try and say super bad again it was quite painful to listen to you try say try and say super bad um please do not do that again and please just don't be on commentary the way you did the stats was brilliant but just don't be on there uh, don't be on the uh, commentary table anymore um So apparently AEW are looking to sign Scarlett Bordeaux, which is a very, very interesting um, signing if they do make it because she has been very good at lately. She she obviously has her boyfriend Killer Cross as well, which could lead into Killer Cross signing, who's had a great match with Eddie Edwards on Sunday. And a first blood match as well. First blood. Imagine first first blood match in 2019. Um, apologies for that sound. I keep getting viruses. Yeah, as I said, MJF injured. Hopefully, that's not um too serious. That evolved tenth anniversary show, although it was petty, it was a great show. Um, Gulak and Riddle had a great match. Gargano showed up in the main event, which was Sazawa against Adam Cole. Heyman made a surprise appearance. Um, to just kind of give the crowd something. Um, c- passing the torch comment. Uh. He did ring announcing duties for Austin Terry against JD Drake. Um, Austin Terry beat Drake in a winner take all match and is now the evolving WN champion. He uh, he um, said that the ECW arena should now be called the Evolve Arena as a passing of the torch, which is kind of cool. He told them like 
uh, Gabe was obviously very happy that they made um, the arena that was famous for ECW back in the day as the Evolve Arena now. Um, apparently, Paul Hamm was brilliant on commentary. And Austin Terry is fantastic. I can't wait to see him <coughs> Sorry, in NXT because he is fantastic. Obviously, Brick Baker suffers concussion. That explains why she tried to hot tag the wrong person. Um, um, Tony Khan said it's either going to be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. He, by the way, Tony Khan, absolutely fantastic. He goes up to the com- he goes up to the uh, the media and is like, "I'll give you all the time you want." He was talking to that little kid interviewer. I think it's the guy he interviewed the besties as well. I'm pretty sure when I was looking at my research earlier. Um, something is awesome show, and uh, he was like, "I'll give you all the time in the world." He half an hour interview on Chris Van Bleet's YouTube channel, just fantastic by him and. It's a great PR move, even though it's him being brutally honest. Um, um, I, I'm running out of news. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about Rob Van Dam, who we revealed he's got his physical from. Um, Cody Rhodes had something to say over events going on over four hours. I, I like three hours is good enough for me for a pay-per-view but if things are going five hours and it's great wrestling i don't really care they're obviously gonna to have to stick to a real schedule when they go to two hours because tv will cut you off straight away w have had those problems in the past Um, they said they got dean malenko and jerry lynn as coaches and that's just fantastic and they've obviously got dustin road as well and billy Gunn. so that's they've got a serious background team and i don't know about you guys but i just can't wait to uh see where they're uh where their uh, future goes when they go into um, when they go into TV because they have some serious storylines set up already and they've got more to build to. Um, I think they're on the way. They're on the way home from an interview, and they their interview started at um, about half seven or quarter eight, but they were talking about like them being the f- poster boys for St. Louis wrestling scene. Um, so whatever time it takes them to get on, we won't go too late. Um, but I really hope they're here soon so we can have a great chat about everything. They they burst onto the scene having the great match with Scotty Davis and uh, Will Ospreay and OTT, but they were doing this long before. Can we tell the story about how they formed um They're just, I met them in person, basically the story. I was in the National Stadium for Scrapper Mania and I was trying to meet them, but they had a busy queue all night and they were hanging out at Aussie Open. So I left it till the last minute and I kind of bottled it. So then I walked out the door and then the security guard, obviously closing up, I was like, please, can I get a picture with them? So I pointed at them two besties in the world, last people there, meet and greet and everyone. They're on their own. I'm like, can I please meet them? Security guard, generic security guard, number, number one. Goes, oh, all right. Turns around. Um, gives me, gives me all 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 the time in the world. Takes a picture, free picture with me, which is amazing. And the security guard lets me back out. And ever since then, I've just been hooked on besties in the world wrestling and texting them and seeing them say, "Yeah, sure, we can do that." It's just amazing. And they are two of the funniest people on the wrestling scene. So I can't wait. Um, just watch another superhuman video or superhuman. If anyone has seen him yet, the stunts that he does are very funny very entertaining um 
can't wait for the besties to bring the clout. Um, uh, if anyone's in the chat, just give me something to talk about while I, I'm waiting for these guys, waiting for these to show up. Um. Oh yeah, Jeff Hardy was arrested. This is just another example of America in America. Uh, Jeff Hardy was arrested for public intoxication, which is basically being drunk in public, which everyone everyone has. Um, in America, you can allow you're allowed to carry around a gun, but when it comes to alcohol, he gets arrested. So if anyone's saying, "Oh, Jeff Hardy's in trouble again," Jeff Hardy didn't really do anything much wrong. He just um, uh, he just made a mistake. He got released. It was only like a two hundred euro bond probably paid out by his brother got him out his wife um so um yeah i don't, don't really see anything major uh i just hope he's he, he's obviously on a six month lay, a nine month layoff from a knee injury and he's three months into that so hopefully he comes back soon and doesn't get himself in any trouble between now and his re return because i love, love everyone loves jeff hardy um and we don't want to see him in trouble again because we've seen you've seen the 24 which is amazing we just want to, don't want to see Jeff Hardy on the wrong side of the law again. Um, um, I might do this as a podcast part one and then go live with the besties very soon later on tonight when they come back. They're coming back shortly. But I do not want to be babbling on for ages. So this is podcast. Call this podcast part one, and I will see you guys in the next forty-five minutes to an hour with the besties in the world interview. So I will see you guys in forty-five minutes because that's the best way to do it. Because I am not talking about nothing for the next half an hour. So thank you very much, guys. I will see you guys in very very soon for part two and the interview with the best independent wrestling tag team in the world, Matt Fidget. Davey Vega, the besties in the fucking world. Thank you.